This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. This podcast is part of the 76ers Podcast Network. Search 76ers Insiders wherever you get your podcasts. Good day, everybody. From Philadelphia. 76ers. question or comment via dm or a tweet on the sixers uh tweet announcing the space however you want to do it i'm matt murphy joined as always by lauren rosen and devon Givens. the sixers coming off a 118 106 win on sunday in their final regular season game against the detroit pistons they'll be the number four seed in the east and face the number five seed the toronto raptors in the first round, which begins for them on Saturday at 6 p.m. in South Philadelphia. But welcome back. We're going to talk about the Pistons game. Anything else you all want to talk about, it's good to be back with everyone. The Sixers finished the regular season 51-31 and 31 after the win over the Pistons. They won the season series against them 3-1. There's also the Joel Embiid factor, which we can get into as well. The scoring champ, over 30 points per game. A historic season for Joel Embiid. So there's a lot of directions that we can go in. What's up, Miss Rosen? What's up, Devon Givens? Before we get too deep into analysis from last night, I'm going to go through the box score like usual. So as I do this, as always, this is the this is the group of veterans here this morning. So hello to all the returning customers at Twitter Spaces. We love doing these with you guys. You guys know the drill. As I go through the box score, send me your thoughts. Send me what you think about each of the guys that was able to play last night. And then, of course, once we go through these guys, we're going to do some talking about Joel Embiid and the scoring title. I see your questions. I see your comments. An absolutely awesome achievement from Joel Embiid, who did not play last night. James Harden also did not play last night. George Niang did not play last night. But fear not, Sixers fans, those asking why they didn't play. These are the type of of maintenance um, games where 
Doc Rivers said it about George Niang uh, before Saturday's game, saying that the knee issue that George is dealing with is not something that he would be dealing with in this way should it have been a playoff game. So those guys on the bench, the starting lineup consisted of Tobias Harris, Danny Green, DeAndre Jordan, Tyrese Maxey, and Matisse Thibel. The leading scorer, though, came off the bench. That was Shake Milton. Devon, you got you got there right away. 30 points, four rebounds, four assists, two steals, and a block. Shake finished at plus 24. He shot 11 for 18 from the field. He made all seven of his free throws. Second leading scorers came tied, and both came out of the same draft class. Tyrese Maxey and Paul Reed with 25 points apiece. Reed came off the bench, played just 21 minutes, but scored 25 points, six rebounds, two assists, four steals, and a block. He finished at a game-high plus 30. He made 12 of his 14 field goal attempts, 12 for 14 from the field for Paul Reed. Tyrese Maxey, who was arguably a veteran in that starting lineup yesterday, 25 points, two rebounds, three assists. He shot nine for 15 from the field. He, like Shake, made all seven of his free throws. And then DeAndre Jordan finished with eight points and a team-high 11 rebounds in the starting lineup. He was four for six from the from the floor. Furkan Korkmaz scored nine. Isaiah Joe scored eight. Matisse Thibel scored seven. Tobias Harris finished with six points, five rebounds, six assists, and that rounds out all scorers from last night's game. Lots of the starters didn't have to play more than 23 or 24 minutes, which is something that as you wind down the regular season, you love to see. The team was able to shoot 52.3% from the field, just 20% from three, but still got the job done in the 118-106 victory over the Detroit Pistons. I'm seeing questions come in. I appreciate them. We're going to get to them in a second, but before we do, Matt Murphy, what stood out to you most? Maybe we should go straight in on B-Ball Paul. Yeah, I teed up Devon about Shake because that's how we ended our last Twitter spaces looking ahead at this season finale, but Paul Reed... B-Ball Paul followed up his performance against the Pacers in a big way, a career night. We talked a lot about the steals after the Pacers game. Well, he did that again and more. Paul Reed with a career-high scoring performance. You just gave the numbers of his 25-6 and 4-steal line, the shooting numbers in 21 minutes off the bench. B-Ball Paul with 25 right under tied with Maxi underneath Shake Milton's 30 points. Those were the standouts from the final game of the Sixers regular season. And, and Reed really did his thing. He brought the energy, but to be that efficient underneath, kind of ducking in and out underneath the defense, scoring, getting and ones, it was a strong performance. And that's that energy that he brings, but the scoring was higher than you're used to seeing, obviously playing some more with players out. After the game, Paul Reed on what allowed him to have a strong game. Quote, I think it was just my adrenaline was rushing and I was being aggressive. This dude, meaning Shake Milton, to the right of me, throwing me sweet dimes, alley-oops and all that. That pick and roll was something serious. So Paul Reed, always a good quote, always a good guy to talk to after his good games, but working in the pick and roll, working with another former blue coat in Shake Milton, for them to come off the bench and and combine for those 55 points, that's how the Sixers were able to get it done. 
by 12. I thought he did a lot of really good things on on both sides of the ball and really throughout the game. Even in, in the fourth quarter, his motor never stops. And in a game like that, you needed to get to the finish line, and Paul Reed was a big reason why. It was really good to see that. Uh, good energy, as we always talk about. It's kind of easy to talk about him because he just plays the same way every time out. So uh, the energy was there. The determination to get the basketball was there to finish the basketball play whether it was uh, an offensive rebound or dribbling up the floor, protecting the basketball, not getting it stripped as well. And uh, I just thought he played a really good overall game and something, of course, that we can look into just in, in case, as we've talked about in the past, where some of the players off the bench, you know, it's not just the five starters, it's the reserves as well. Who can do what and what spot can you be put in in any specific game. So he showed a lot last night of what he's capable of doing. He's come a long way as a pro and uh, being able to help out both on the offensive and defensive end. And uh, just, I really like the the energy that he brought to the team last night and just being nonstop, just just relentless with what he was doing. And it was it was really entertaining to, to see him go out there and work, to see the crowd really get into it, especially towards the end of the game where they started chanting his name. I'm like, what is going on here? But um, it, it was it was a really fun night to, to see, you know, all the hard work that they put in throughout the season, going up and down, being in the G League, and then coming up here again and just being rewarded with that moment and coming through in the moment for the team. Hey, it's Joe Conklin. Join me for Conklin's Comedy Night at Parks Casino, the number one casino in Pennsylvania and the official local casino partner of your Philadelphia 76ers. Tune in to 76ers games for special Parks Casino offers for fans. Watch all the action on the big screens at the Liberty Bell Gastro Pub or the Beer Garden. And come see me live with comedians from all across the country in 360 at Parks Casino. Visit parkscasino.com for tickets. Must be 21 or over gambling problem. Before we get into some questions from the listeners, I just wanted to add one more quick thing about Paul Reed. And we can, of course, answer anything Paul Reed related if that's what you want to talk about. Click on our avatars at the top. Send us a DM with what you're thinking. But actually, two quick things on Paul. Shake um, on Paul's improvement as a player. Shake Milton said, I think he just has a better understanding and feel of what coach is asking and what the team needs. It's definitely different. I can relate going down to the G League and kind of having a role as free and you can be yourself. Then you have to come up in here and you got to kind of plug in and fit into a spot. And then Shake continued a little bit on about Paul. But I wanted to add about Paul's rebounding. There was a, a Blue Coats game that I referenced on the last spaces not too long ago, only a few weeks ago, where, where Paul came down. And almost had a 2020 game. He he played like 20 minutes or something and almost had a 2020 game. And one of his rebounds was on like the left side of the rim, full extension, left arm. I don't even know if he came down with it, but he like threw it back up and in. And his wingspan on the glass and his positioning, he is such a talented rebounder. So if he does slot in for a few minutes here and there in the playoffs, he knows where to position himself to jump and grab rebounds. So I think he could grab a bunch in a hurry come playoff time if he if he gets some minutes. So we shall see. I just wanted to add a little bit more about what I've seen from him on the glass because he really is a great rebounder. 
We also talked about those four steals for Paul Reed last night. And Tobias Harris earlier in the season said something to the effect of, because I don't have the, the, the quote pulled up, but said that playing hard is a skill that doesn't show up in the box score, but is needed on the court. And it makes a difference. And he was referring to Paul Reed, the way that he fights for every loose ball. He fights for every ball that isn't loose. He is, <laughs> he is always active. He's ready for any opportunity. He likes to turn a 50-50 ball into a Sixers ball. And he plays just extremely hard. And I think that that was really clear, fully on display. John says, love seeing B-Ball Paul get some run last night, hoping to see him more in the playoffs. Ani says, it was great to see his rather shake. Ani says, shakes confidence. Great for shakes confidence confidence last night to boost his confidence moving into the playoffs. I want to go ahead and, and dive into some more questions. Devon, curious what you think about this one. Um, Liam asks, hi, Lauren, how do you feel about the matchup against the tall Raptors? I feel like the rebound battle will be crucial. Worth reminding everyone before we dive into this one, Joel Embiid in his final regular season game of the year finished with 41 points and 20 rebounds. Those 20 rebounds were a season high for Joel. And then, of course, the only player this season to notch a 40.20 rebound game. And to get to Liam's question, obviously, yes, the rebounding battle is going to be huge. The Raptors are long and athletic, and they play really hard. That's somewhere B-Ball Paul could potentially factor in. Matt, you mentioned B-Ball Paul's rebounding ability. Tobias Harris has had rebounding success this season. I'm looking forward to, to seeing what adjustments the team is able to make, having just seen the Raptors earlier this week and of course neither team at full strength in that matchup and not quite as much at stake as there will be this weekend so Devon when you think about the rebounding battle in particular or what's going to happen on the glass what are you looking at when you when you think of this playoff series ahead the the one thing that stands out to me with the rebounding is the offensive rebounding the glass you know and what and what they're able to do there is um, something that really, you know, stands out there because uh, Toronto Raptors, they want it. They go out and get it. Just like we talked about with Paul Reed and his activity and just something, the determination to get the basketball. The, the offensive rebound part of the Toronto Raptors really stands out against the 76ers specifically. I remember it was, I think it was 16 in the first game that they lost here in Philadelphia. The Raptors beat the Sixers 16 to 9 was the offensive number. And we all remember what happened in the last game in Toronto where they lost that one. But the offensive glass, again, the long athletic guys that they have, uh, the, we, we just have to make sure when we look at the Sixers that, and I'm sure they'll stress this, is the, the boxing out, the simple things, the, the attention to detail of what you're supposed to do when you're out there against a team that's long athletic like the uh, Toronto Raptors are. They're, they're interchangeable. They have guys, as we talked about, six, seven, six, eight, six, nine, all up and down the board. And they all know what the Toronto Raptors coach, Nick Nurse, wants from them. So for me, it's box out. You know, don't watch the basketball when the ball is coming off the rim. Go get it. Go attack it. Don't, don't imagine that it's going to fall into your hands. You go out there and you get that basketball to allow yourself to have that extra possession. Because too many times we've also seen when we've looked at the box score after those 16 rebounds, let's just say that game in, in, in particular, where the team has shot, let's say, double-digit more field goal attempts. And that just gives you more opportunity to score a basketball. So, again, attention to detail. Go get the basketball. Don't watch it and want it more than, than, your, than your opponent. And I think the Sixers will be just fine because we know they can score. 
But when you give up offensive rebounds, it just gives you extra time to score the basketball once again. And it's kind of deflating when, when, you, when you play defense for 24 seconds, they get an offensive rebound, and they get an extra 14 seconds, and then they get another offensive rebound on the same possession. It's a little deflating, and you kind of put your shoulders down a bit and give up those two or three points of, or maybe four at most on a four-point play or, or, or in that case. So simple things when it comes to rebounding, and they have to make sure that they do that in order to beat this team. They're, they're a uh, championship pedigree team, great coaching staff. They have a lot of good players, two all-stars in Siakam and Van Vliet. Uh, I, for me, Lauren, and, and for the listener, and the question that is asked, that's, that's my answer to that one. The 4-5 game. Game one between the four seed, the Sixers, and the five seed, the Toronto Raptors, Saturday at 6 p.m. Eastern, a home game for the Sixers as the four seed. The one seed is the Miami Heat. The two seed, the Boston Celtics, moved up. The three seed, Milwaukee Bucks, jumping down past the Sixers matchup. Chicago is the six, and then the play-in matchups are Brooklyn against Cleveland in the 7-8 and then Atlanta against Charlotte in the 9-10 game. It will be energetic for the Sixers to kick off the postseason. This time of year in this area is always fun when the playoffs get started. And the, and the city, they rally around the team all season, but especially this time of year when it gets warmer outside. And I'm sure that the energy is going to be crazy this weekend when the Raptors come to town. Shane messaged me asking, are we doing playoff beards? You would think in honor of, of James Harden. I don't know if I can commit to growing out a playoff beard only because I'm not that confident in what it would look like. I, I have not made a final decision on the playoff beard, but I think plenty of people will have the, maybe the fake beards in the, in the crowd for game one. And beyond as James Harden and Joel Embiid and the whole crew get ready to take on the Raptors. But I'm not ready to commit yet. I think we're going to have more playoff coverage leading in as the play-in tournament comes and everything like that. So, guys, we can get back on spaces, I'm sure, and go full in-depth game preview, playoff talk, all of that. But um, So TBD on the beard for me. But um, moving away from this for a second is, is the scoring title talk which I want to get to because Ryan sent me a message about Joel winning the scoring title. And there, there's some really crazy stats about Joel Embiid and his 30.6 points per game. And these come via 76ers PR and, and the Sixers postgame notes. I'll get us started with just one of them. It's that Joel is the first center to average at least 30 points since Moses Malone in 1981-82. And there's about three or four more that we can get to. But a huge accomplishment, big for Joel, big for the organization, for him to, as the season finished yesterday, win the NBA scoring title. Over 30 points per game. That is not normal for a center to do. And the crowd gave him a nice ovation, even though he wasn't playing last night, Lauren, when they, when they showed the graphic on the, on the big board. 
Yeah, really cool to see the crowd receive Joel the way that they have been receiving him all season long. Cool to see Joel cheering on his teammates from the bench with that smile that he's been showing a lot more this year. Uh, I liked what Dwayne Casey, Pistons head coach, had to say about Joel Embiid's season before the game. He said, he's been unbelievable. For a big man, he has the skills of a guard. A lot of wing players wish they had Joel's shooting skills. Coming from where he was, Coach Casey was referring to to injury-wise and Joel's first couple of seasons in the NBA – I'm really happy for him. It's good for the league, and it's good for him. Uh, Doc Rivers had similar thoughts talking about Joel's MVP case prior to the game. He said, I think Joel has campaigned enough for MVP with his play. I don't think people realize how hard it is for a center to lead the league in scoring, and he's done it the right way. He's made all the right passes and yet still leads us in scoring. He is dominant. Matt, you and Doc on the same page there. It's so challenging for a center to lead the league in scoring, considering the way that the modern NBA is set up offensively and defensively, the load that Joel has had to carry offensively and defensively, and then still be the highest scorer in the entire NBA while anchoring a defense that has been pretty solid all season long. So absolutely awesome to see that honor for Joel Embiid, hopefully the first of many. Devon, your thoughts on Philadelphia's favorite player winning that scoring title? Yeah, just a a lot of people really wanted to see that happen. Of course, the the big award, but uh, to to know that a center has not done this since Shaquille O'Neal in the 2000, I mean, 1999, 2000 season, and for him to go out there and just sustain that type of play throughout. And I'll mention the games played of 68 games, which is a new career high for him, which is something we've all wanted to see for him to play a full season. We know he was only out due to the health and safety protocol with the COVID list or early on with the nine games that he missed in the three just random games. But uh, yeah, it's just phenomenal work and to see and hear Dwayne Casey hear other coaches speak about how good he is how great he is and the things that he's able to do and we marvel at some of the moves and the shots that he makes the defensive plays that he makes as well just a again another to that testament to his his growth as a player his growth as a, a individual uh, the maturity that he has put on display I even saw one a photo Lauren from the uh, Sixers Twitter account you know, at Sixers and uh, I don't know if it was Alex who took the picture or what, but Joel having the camera and having fun with the crowd uh, during one of the uh, timeouts. And, and you just see Joel just having a good time and just having fun. And as you said, putting that, that, that smile on display for for people to see and being there, of course, when the game he wasn't even playing and just still being there and allowing everyone to still be around him and interact. But it uh, just goes to show what his season was like, that the, the, the level of play, uh, knowing what his peers think about him as a scorer and as a defender, the overall game. And, and Lauren and Matt, just taking it back to James Harden and, and Paul Millsap in their introductory press conference, when Harden talked about how really good of a player he was, really good of a scorer he was, and how he was able to, as a high-level player, uh, be the guy that he is today in this league. So just a remarkable way that he has carried on with his career. I can't believe he's been around since 2014. I think it's had it has been and and here we are he's one of the best players in the NBA and great great to see it uh, as as he is now the scoring champion with over 30 points a night not easy to do as a big guy as Dwayne Casey said Matt, just to, to add on onto what Devon said, eight seasons in the NBA, six playing seasons in the NBA, only 11 years 
playing basketball. Joel Embiid had never watched a basketball game until he was 14 years old. He had never played basketball until he was 16 years old. He shared a lot more about his journey. I've been alongside Joel Embiid for four years, and there's a lot I didn't know about him, and he shared a lot more of his journey on the Big Niang Theory. Thank you to Casey. Thank you to Katie. Wow, that's a tongue twister. Casey and Katie, for your comments about the Big Niang Theory. That's George Niang's podcast that I have the pleasure of hosting alongside him. This week's guest was the NBA scoring champion, Joel Embiid himself. So if you're not already following the Big Niang Theory, I encourage you to do so wherever you get your podcast. We're about to wrap up this Twitter space. And as soon as we're done, I would encourage you guys all to go listen to that episode. If you're a Joel Embiid fan, you're going to love it. If you're not yet a Joel Embiid fan, you are going to become one. He shared a lot about his his growth, his journey from Cameroon, becoming a father, growing up in Yaoundé with his mom, and, and tells some really funny stories about growing up in the Embiid household, then moves on to, to talking about his love for Formula One. So if anyone in here isn't a Formula One fan yet, it's an opportunity for you guys to get to know that sport a little bit better. I know some of the returning customers in here, though, are big Formula One fans. I saw Angie in here. I know that she loves Formula One. So thanks, as always, for you guys uh, engaging with us about the Sixers, about the NBA, and about the greater sports universe. Anyway, all that said, please go check out the Big Niang Theory wherever you get your podcast. Send me your feedback. Let me know who else you want to hear from. This is not the last episode of the season. There's another one I think you guys are really going to enjoy. We have some in the queue that we're excited to share with you. So get to know Joel a little bit better that way. Matt, Devon, your final thoughts before we wrap up the regular season slate of Twitter Spaces. I have a couple, and the first two come from Winona about Devon. So Devon, Winona says two things. Earlier, Devon called it, was Shake going to show up? Not only did he show up, he showed out. And then Winona says, tell Devon I loved his after show yesterday. So the Sixers post-game show, Winona was a big fan of your work, Devon, after the game. Well, thank you so much, Winona. I really appreciate it. It's always fun to be able to... Uh, do those post-game shows and uh, can you hear me yep got you back okay yeah always fun to do those post-game shows and I really appreciate everybody listening and supporting as far as Shake Milton goes Winona hey he just came out there and he hooped he he laced him up went out there saw an opportunity and took advantage of it so uh, hopefully that that type of play can carry over not expecting the uh, 30 points, but I'm certainly expecting him to engage himself into the postseason and and be ready to go and take full advantage of the opportunity. So thank you, Winona. One more stat about Embiid leading the league in scoring or one more, you know, group that he joins, Hall of Fame names, that type of deal. And, And it's Sixers franchise history here. Embiid joins Hall of Famers, Wilt Chamberlain and Allen Iverson as the only 76ers ever to win an NBA scoring title. So th- there's a there's more that we, that we could talk about with with what that accomplishment where it stands in history for Joel Embiid, but just congratulations to him. Go listen to Joel on the Big Niang theory with George Niang and Lauren Rosen. And before I get out of here, it wouldn't be a Sixers Twitter spaces if I didn't talk about the Bluecoats quickly at the end because the Bluecoats are heading to the NBA G League Finals. They beat the Raptors 905 in Canada. The G League playoffs are single elimination until the finals. So now they're in a best of three against the Houston Rockets affiliate, the Rio Grande Valley Vipers. It starts Tuesday at Rio Grande Valley in Texas. 
Delaware will host game two of the best of three, 8 p.m. on Thursday at Chase Fieldhouse in Wilmington. Miles Powell had 34 points, the Sixers two-way player to help get them here. Charlie Brown Jr., 28 points, eight rebounds, three steals, the other Sixers two-way player. Aaron Henry had 23, eight and nine, former Sixers two-way player earlier this year. And Shaq Harrison, who was a training camp player with the Sixers, now a blue coat, the defensive player of the year in the G League, had 17 points, nine rebounds, 13 assists, three steals, and one block for the Blue Coats. Their finals bound. They made it last year, came up a game short. It was not a best of three in the bubble season. They lost the single game finals. Now they have a chance to not only play in the finals, but host a finals game at Chase Fieldhouse in Wilmington on Thursday, game two. So I guess get your coats on as the Blue Coats are in the NBA G League finals. I hope to see a lot of people there on Thursday night. It should be fun. No doubt, Matt, wishing you the best of luck alongside your Delaware Bluecoats in all of their championship pursuits. And we will be with you guys as well as the Sixers pursue one of their own. The playoffs for the 76ers begin on Saturday at 6 p.m. in South Philadelphia. Very much looking forward to that one. Looking forward to doing this again with you guys, Devon, Matt, after the Sixers' first playoff victory. But perhaps before then and perhaps more often than what we've done in the regular season, as always, Send us your feedback. Send us your questions in the interim. Um, we want to make sure that we're making this Twitter space a space that you guys want to continue to be in. So we appreciate you all being here, Matt, Devon. I appreciate doing this with you guys as always. It's been a heck of a regular season. Let's go to the playoffs, shall we? We shall. Thanks, everybody. Thank you so much. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.